0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the quarter pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The
2: TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 122 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben um, and I'm not joined by Gaz this week because he is, uh, to quote himself, full of cold. So instead I'm joined by Jake. How are you doing, mate?
3: Yeah, good, thank you. Good to be back on, you know, after Gary's been a part-timer. So um, <laughs> I think he actually mentioned uh, when, I, when we did the Oxford preview that he tries to get people to think that I should come on more often. So maybe I should just replace Gary and he can stick to the writing. And, you, know, you have to let me know how you feel on that one, Ben
0: uh well we'll let the let, might as well let the audience decide on that one but uh you know i don't i, don't, I wouldn't want to you know wouldn't want to step on gaz's toes <laughs> <So, yeah, yeah,
3: laughs> he'd we'll, take the bick out of you that's why ben
0: that's very true actually yeah um i did say like before we started recording that i'd stop until the uh the motorcycle riding neighbor of mine stopped doing it uh but he's decided to get it back out again and um oh, has that a very is- loud bike so if you do hear that in the background my apologies it's not my fault um but uh, anyway yeah how have you been doing mate you um how have you been coping without uh you know a, a match to get invested in over the past couple of weeks because easter's normally a busy week
3: yeah obviously we've had really good easter weekends um you know the the weekend that sticks sort of sticks out is that one when we got promoted out of the conference where we had gateshead and, and torquay yeah and that was fantastic and to compare that to like absolutely nothing this time around but um you know it's it's a bit it's difficult isn't it i've i've been working i work two jobs. A minute, so I've, I've got plenty of stuff to be cracking on with, which, which is all fun and games. But um I've definitely missed the football this week massively. So it was just good to get back in the swing of doing a, a preview for the um for the game on Saturday, um, which which is already out, um, which you can check out. Bit of a selfless plug there, but um <laughs> yeah, it's 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 good to be finally be talking about a game of football that Lincoln are going to be involved in, even though I think we're probably going to get hammered.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I. I sat and watched the, the the Peterborough Sunderland game the other day just because it was a on telly and b in our division and it was something to do on you know on the afternoon and I was just thinking I I just want I just want a game like yeah. you know four or five weeks ago we were, you know we were all still saying I can't wait till I'm back in the stadium now I just want to see a game yeah it's like yeah I mean it's it's just a a horrible situation for the club I mean we um, we discussed it on the last podcast before. Uh, we had sort of a, an enforced break, if you like. Um but it's it's just been such a like a, a horrible situation for everybody involved at the club. I mean um we'll will sort of I suppose we could really, you know, discuss it. I, I think the the problem is is there's not too much to discuss around it because the Mm. the club's been quite tight-lipped about it and understandably so um you know there's not been too much more information that's come out about the you know the 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 status of the players whether everybody's fit whether there's been anything else this week um i think the fact that we've not had anything saying there's been you know more positive results coming this week uh is it's probably safe to say that we're you know, we're good to go for the weekend, and we've definitely not heard anything to suggest otherwise. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the, the the training ground got shut down for ten days. The um, the, the players were self isolating for ten days, um, and I think really the silver lining to come out of it is the fact that no matter what happened on on Monday and Tuesday, well, Monday because we were the only game for Tuesday night, but no matter what happened on Monday, we were going to be um, in the top six regardless.
3: Um, yeah. But it's uh, by the skin of a teeth, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the league table now and, you know, it doesn't really make for good reading, especially, you know, if you look at it via Google, you've got the form of, of all the sort of teams that are in and around us. You know, you've got uh, Hull won three of the last five. Posh have only won uh, twice, but some have won three times. Portsmouth, four. Blackpool, four. Charlton, three. Ipswich, probably out of the conversation really um, you know with our games and that sort of thing mm-hmm. it's you know you'd think if we could pick up six points against MK Dons and Charlton you know quite optimistic given that, that everything that's gone on with the football club you'd like to think we'd be set on sort of 65 maybe 66 points which puts us back into fourth but uh, you know hindsight's a wonderful thing isn't it well, we probably would have lost both of those games you know given how we are at the minute but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's just a,
0: such a a weird a weird situation because, like, you know, so many people um, were berating it and saying, oh, well, we, we should be here, we should be there, you know, given where we were three or four months ago. It's like, well, you can't expect to get the same results when you've got that many players out. Like, it's not... it's Yeah, I, I know we spoke about it last week and... Oh, sorry, a couple of weeks gone on the podcast, but it's... I think people probably just need to actually assess the situation and say, look, we are where we are, We're where we are for a reason. Like the fact is, you know, we're sixth in the league because of the, you know, we had an incredible start to the season and it's only this, you know, poor run of form that's coincided with the, you know, fortunate issues with injury, uh, injuries and COVID that's, that's basically put us on our ass for a bit. Um, yeah. And I, I'd,
3: yeah, Teams, really have figured, teams have figured us out Ben as well sorry to, to cut in but teams have figured out the way we play so even when you've got Liam Brickett and the team you know, I watched oh, was it was it Accrington at, at home when we drew two all? You know, mm-hmm. They had two men on Brickett almost every time and te- teams have sort of figured out the way that we play and the way we like to play you know getting it out to, to brennan and they're doubling up on him and you know a lot you, you know you watch the oxford game every time morgan rogers touched the ball they had about four or five oxford players straight you know straight around him so i think it, it's not probably it's not just us being extremely poor and unlucky with injuries but you got to figure out you got to sort of realize that teams have figured out the way that we like to play and you know th- that got us so many points in the first half of the season um, teams have probably figured out a way to, to play against it, and, and that's probably why we're struggling a little, a little bit at the moment. I think,
0: um, I think so. I think probably one of the one of the um, the things that I'd sort of counter that with is that you know Michael isn't he doesn't stick to you know rigidly planning. There's there's nothing else. I mean, we have seen him change the shape. We have seen you know other pastures of play coming in, and it's like well, again. He, you kind of have to work with, with what you've got. And unfortunately you, you can't put a game plan together and then have everybody, you know, stick to that as much as we've praised him for picking the, the picking the, um, the system and then putting the players into that and having sort of, you know, interchangeable parts. You, you can't have mm-hmm. the consistency that's needed at the moment with everything else that's going on. And it's, yeah. um yeah, it's just been a really frustrating time. I mean, obviously we we spoke about the, the last games um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, but we might as well get on to the weekend um, and uh, discuss Blackpool, who uh, are, uh, aside from Sunderland, um, they are the form team in the league at the moment, aren't they?
3: Yeah, and well, also Portsmouth as well, under, under Danny and Nicky, which we sort of all probably saw coming as well. But It's almost but, like
0: they're good managers.
3: Yeah, you know, you know, you watch Huddersfield get battered seven 0 by Norwich, and you sort of think, well, you brought it on yourself, lads. Do you know what I mean? But in terms yeah. of in terms of Blackpool, I mean, wow. Since what February, the start of February, I think when I spoke to Lee, Lee and Jay, they sort of said it's literally all all transformed. All the players that they they purchased in the in the summer window and in the January window have all sort of clicked. You know, especially Jerry Yates um, scored bags of goals at, at Swindon last year and. And now, all of a sudden, from not scoring in his first seven or 11, 11 games, maybe I think it was, He's scored. He scored in every single game since. You know, he scored about eight and nine in a row. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's going to be difficult on a, on Saturday. That's for sure. <laughs> cool. um, I'm quite scared. Then I need to be held. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we can't do that at the moment due to social distancing. But
3: oh, damn it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's a worrying prospect. Um I mean obviously the you know the, the benefits if you like are that we've had an extended rest period, but you then have to think, well, how much is that actually gonna do for the players given a situation that's you know, forced that break. Um I'm I'm not confident about the weekend. Um there is a slight degree of you know, th- there's a slight optimism there. Um, you know, I, I want to try and be as positive as I can be going into the game because it's it, it's the first game we've seen in you know two <laughs> and a half weeks, but um, or just like just under two weeks. Sorry, but like yeah, it, it's it's a worrying prospect when you consider that you know they have. They're the team. You know, every season we say there will be one team that makes a massive push from January and they just kind of find themselves steamrolling themselves into the playoffs. And Blackpool look like they're that team this season. Um, Yeah. You know, they've they've come from pretty much nowhere and are now, um, you know, basically level with us. And uh, I I just think it's... uh,
1: If you, read
3: the, if you read the table, then they're technically above us. You know what I mean. <laughs> but if you look, if you look at Blackpool in terms, of every time they get promoted, they this is exactly what they do. They never go up automatically. Um, I was I was told this by Lee. Um, Blackpool always sort of have a really slow start, and then sort of around Christmas, just after Christmas, they really hit former. I mean, it's I, it, how it, yeah, can't even get my words out now. Um <laughs> he said it when they when they got to the Premier League, the season they got to the Premier League when they had like Erds and, and Jilk's and, and players like that. Mm. That's exactly how they got promoted. They they were mid table pretty much all the first half of the season, you know, probably with about thirty games played, they'd pulled up no trees and then all of a sudden they just won they won ten straight games and mm. they're finishing the playoffs. So obviously the playoffs momentum is such a huge thing. Like, obviously, every time it appears that we go into the playoffs, we've got no momentum, which means we're probably going to finish in a playoff spot this season. But you know, you look at Blackpool. You you look at the teams in there. You're thinking Portsmouth and Blackpool are probably the teams that are probably going to be playing it out in the uh, in the final if we can't uh, get our own back together. Excuse me. Oh dear, yeah. Covid alert. Oh dear.
0: <laughs> no, I just um, I just had a swig of water and it went down the wrong way. Always fun. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I just I mean, like you say, you know, you've you've got the likes of Jerry a, so who's I think he's got he, he must be pushing for twenty goals in the league by now. Yeah. Um, if he's not there already, you know, he's he's that kind of it's that kind of player that obviously a lot of Lincoln fans are you know screaming to buy every season, but. Um, I mean, I I honestly just can't see much coming out of the weekend. Like I said, even though I'm I'm trying to stay optimistic, I just think if we take a point, that's going to be a huge point. You know, it, it, it I, I don't like I don't like the six pointer term. I think sometimes it can be used, you know, for for anything. But when you consider, you know, there is just one point between us. If if we can make if we can take that. Three points from over the weekend. That's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the problem is is that we're, we're. I'm personally struggling to to find much in terms of a preview for for even ourselves because we haven't seen the players for you know a good couple of weeks now, and it's like we've not really seen anything in terms of who's going to be fit, who's going to be injured, who's going to be you know the bench. Um. I mean, Liam Broccket was. uh, I think his his injury was a a calf injury. Um, So we don't know where he is at the moment. I mean, a lot depends on the um, the press conference, which is obviously going to be out by the time uh, by the time this goes out. Mm. Um, I mean, how do you see us lining up first off? You know, do we do we think everybody that was that was do we do we expect to see anybody back from injury? I guess.
3: Um, I mean, I would guess probably not. Um, George, I, I think there was some. Wait, uh, was it uh, Ellis Chapman's dad on Twitter sort of said that George is back out on the grass? I don't know if that's if that's okay. right, but he could potentially sort of feature towards the uh, the back end of the season. You know, you know, we have those two games called off, so potentially, you know, you're thinking that George could be then involved in two or three games, and then potentially the playoffs, which, which would be, you know, if we get the likes of Hops. George, uh, Joe Walsh and the fit and Bridcut back for the playoffs you wouldn't really back against us in, in terms of games against the teams in the top six at the minute um, mm. but in, ter- in terms of how I think we're going to line up, obviously Palm will have to stay in goal because sure we're going to talk about Sam Rong later I don't think you throw him in through a game like this especially when Palm has played so well uh, Jackson and Montemar at the back I mean I was really sort of worried towards the start of the season about about Jackson and you know he made a, quite a few mistakes in a few games but you know Gary's been really impressive a lot of people that I sort of follow are really impressed with him Um I still feel like he has a little bit of a mistake in him as does Lewis Um, you know you saw for the game against Shrewsbury at home where he played it straight to the centre forward and he's done that quite a few times which is probably why I don't think we'll lose him in the summer because no. um, he's not the finished article and then you know above that it could literally be anything because we don't know who's you know, if we've got any, well, I assume we've probably not tested positive for COVID any further. But then, you yeah, know, that sort of brings in the likes of Bridget, um, Morton, you know, potentially even Jackson if 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 he's back. Um, but maybe it's a game where we throw Sean Roman back into the team because I was really impressed with him at this at the start of the season. I don't know how how you felt about him, but I think he's a player that that definitely you know, if you throw him into a game like this, it's going to sort of shape him for next season rather than just you know, do you know what I mean?
0: yeah Yeah. I I just wonder if there's um I I just wonder if there's that kind of discussion being had about is this the point at which we you know we we start to prep for next season and you know behind the scenes I'm wondering if there's any of those conversations going on I mean obviously they'd never come out and say that in a press conference and you know say well you know we gave it a good run this season obviously they're going to fight for every point they can get but I see what you mean. and yeah, I mean I, I was really, really impressed with Sean Rowan at the start of the season. Um he was uh he, he looked really really impressive and, you know, played beyond his years by, by a yeah. long way. Um I think there was a few points where I was just thinking, how is this lad as young as he is? He's he's yeah. he looked really assured and I think Michael was um when Michael took him out of the team, I think the way that he explained that, I can't remember what point it was, but it, it wasn't too long ago. He had a, he had a conversation in an interview and he said, you know, the reason I took him out of the team wasn't to, you know, chastise him, but it was kind of to protect him a little bit from, from some of the stuff that's you know being said and, you know, too much expectation being put on his shoulders and that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, I'd like to see him come back in, but I, I will say, I think Cullen Bramble has been, you know, he's been more, uh, he's been growing into his position a lot more um, yeah. in the games that, you know, we had before the, before this sort of extended break. Um, really good
3: at Oxford, really good at Oxford, I thought. Like, I our, yeah. our mean, our, probably besides Morgan, you, know, you look at Bramwell and Morgan down that that left-hand side, Oxford couldn't deal with them, in the, especially in the first half. Hmm. Um, and and in the second half he was he kept making those sort of runs towards the corner flag but everyone was sort of going over to the right hand side you know where the likes of um oh, I was going to say Brennan Johnson but Scully was uh, uh, and those sort of positions and Bramble was open quite a lot i think they actually picked it up on on sky in the commentary where they, they were actually speaking about us for once um, yeah. <laughs> i I've, I've already heard about your your thoughts on the uh, on our sky debacle but yeah, really impressed with Bramwell. I think he'll be a really good sort of prospect next season. You know, you think of Tom Pett when he sort of arrived at the football club, and he was sort of patchy in that first six months or so. But then after that, last the the season we got promoted, he was unbelievable. I thought. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sort of hoping for the same sort of effect for for Cohen.
0: Yeah, totally. Um the 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 thing for me is you look back to I think it was the Ipswich commentary um and they were full of praise for Cohen Bramall then. Um, yeah. you know they they were again picking up that interplay between uh, between him and Rogers. Um I think Rogers is uh, he's another one of those players that before you know before he started getting a goal every other game or whatever people were uh, very unfairly criticising him, um, you know, in in some in some circles, and it's like, well, he, all he's got to do is answer with his feet, and he has done so um, <laughs> really impressively. Uh, I just think that the, I, I, I don't know, it's it's so hard to to kind of guess what the team's going to be or or how we're going to be given given that we've not seen it for two weeks. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm I'm just, I'm fearful, but I'm slightly optimistic in that, you know, the guys have had a break. They they kind of, I think that hopefully they'll be raring to go and then you know, be as many people back to fitness as possible. Um, I don't know what the situation with Walsh is. Um, I don't know how many more weeks he's he's due to be out for, but he must be closing in on something by now, surely. You'd hope so. Yeah. Um, massive for us. Absolutely yeah. massive yeah 100% um but it is of course good news uh, and again i can't remember if this is what was discussed on the last podcast or not because um, it was a while ago but uh, i think i think we recorded at that point where we said you know that they uh, he just signed his his new long term yeah. deal so um yeah delighted that he's, he's staying at the club um, but uh yeah i mean that that's kind of
3: where we are with blackpool um can I just skey before we go on, Ben? There's a stat about Jerry Yates that I've just I've just found on the um, on the Black, official Blackpool um, website on the player profile. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Yates has had 21 shots on target this season. Right, he's scored 18 of them. <laughs> not to scare and not not to like you know give anybody nightmares, but I will not be sleeping Friday night knowing that that's sort. <laughs> but they've all been scored in the penalty box. If we can sort of usher him away from that sort of area then we're all good because he doesn't score from outside the box, but yeah, knowing he he'll score a 50 yard banger and, yeah. was, you know, oh well, but yeah. I mean, that—that that is one thing that I've, I'd,
0: I'd noticed before, um, you know, before this little break that I think teams were starting to take more and more pot shots from distance, um, and trying to kind of unseat Alex Palmer yeah. or just, just catch him unsighted. Cause it was, um, there was a few goals like that. I think it was, um, was it the Accrington game or was it the, I can't remember which game it was, um, but the, you know, the, it was a long shot from distance. Yeah, it was, it was Accrington long shot from distance um, from kind of behind, you know, kind of behind a defender that caught Alex Palmer at just the wrong angle, I think, and, and yeah. went in and it's like, it's not the first time it's happened. So I'm wondering if that's something that, you know, could, could, possibly play into our hands if we can you know if we can keep the uh if we can keep the the uh, the, the supply t8s yeah, quite low um we'll have to see but it's um yeah it, it's just like you say i'm i'm not expecting huge things from the, from yeah. the weekend but yeah. i'm just going to be glad to see a game of football again
3: are we going to go for a score prediction are we going to be brave or are we uh I are we, will are we say. sitting on the fence like Gaz normally does.
0: I will say honors even. I think we'll get it. Be a one-all draw.
3: Okay, I'll. Uh, I suppose I'm going to have to be positive. I think we're. I think we're probably going to beat. I think we're going to beat them. You know, if we can keep, as I say, if we can keep Jerry Yates out of the the penalty area, then I don't. You know, you look at the first game of the not the first game, but the, the first time we played them. Yeah, you know, we we were really good that day, and with Brennan Johnson you know, got two penalties, you know, you yeah, sort of hoping he can do something sort of similar. I mean, not that we're going to score it because we don't seem to score pens, but <laughs> um, I'm going to be positive for once in my life. I'm saying we're going to beat them by uh, two goals to nil. I mean, Q6-0 to Blackpool and, and, you know, all the memes come back to haunt me, but yeah, I think we are probably going. To, I think we might just do them.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, um, I'd love to be proven wrong. You know, I'd love us to come back from from this little break and like completely refreshed have a couple of surprise names on the team sheet and think, right, here we go. You know, we're, we're, we're up for this today and, uh, and come away with three points. But, yeah, uh, yeah it, it just seems that at the moment every game seems to be that little bit more crucial than the last. I mean, obviously you, you we mentioned there about, uh, about how Portsmouth are flying and it's, it's, it's crazy to see them, you know, jumping up the way that they have done quite quickly. Um, what other games are there at the weekend? Because I'm just trying to think now. We've got Swindon, Peterborough, Sunderland, Charlton, Portsmouth, Burton, Plymouth, Hull, Northampton, Bristol, uh, Ipswich, MK Dons, Gillingham, Shrewsbury, Fleetwood, Rochdale, Doncaster, Wigan, Crew, Oxford, Accrington, Wimbledon, and then.
3: Uh, I mean, you'd like to think that Sunderland are going to beat Charlton, wouldn't you? So that mm. that sort of cushion between us and them, sort of. Stays, but obviously, you know, point points are what we're after. So we don't want to have to rely on Sunderland to to beat them because then Sunderland get further away, don't they? So mm. uh, it's a bit of a catch twenty two. You would probably want Sunderland to win that because I don't think we're going to catch them. But yeah, I suppose you have to focus on ourselves, Ben, don't we?
0: I mean, I think at the minute the, the the key thing is that everything's still in our hands. You know, it, yeah. it's not we're not relying on another team to do well or you know for another team to do badly you know we, we are the destiny for the club for this season is, is you know it is ours at the minute so we you know just got to hope that we can put in the performances week in week out and uh and do well so um yeah i, I think that's probably good enough to to wrap up with uh with blackpool for the minute obviously like i said we we will um i think you know so the mk don's game has been rearranged for uh next Tuesday, but we're not really gonna take a look at that now, primarily because we need to see how, how uh Saturday plays out first off. <laughs> um I mean it's hard enough to you know preview one game when we've not seen anything for a few weeks, but to, yeah. to look at two games you're like, yeah maybe not. No. <laughs> um so other news from the club uh, over the past week or so, uh, big bit really is um is that Sh-
3: uh, Sean Long. Sean, Sean Long? Long Sean Long plays at Cheltenham.
0: Yes, I know. Why did I say so? Sean Long, Sam Long. There we go.
3: Guys, I can see why you're
0: getting close to your tether now. (laughs) Sam Long, sorry, it's been a long day. Um, Sam Long has been picked up for the uh, for the for the uh, the England. Is it like a a goalkeeper training camp sort of thing? Yeah,
3: yeah, I think it's at St George's Park, isn't
0: it? Yeah. So he's um, he's been picked to go over there and and you know sort of help hone his skills a little bit more. Really, really exciting to see that. Uh, you know, obviously Sam is a young keeper. Um, he's been in and around the first team, signed his first professional contract this season, um, and it's it's huge for him to be able to get that uh, opportunity. I think, um, and it's a bit of a feather in the cap for the club. I think as well, isn't it?
3: Yeah, well, you know, we've we've got players that that play internationally at, at youth level. You, you know, you've got Sean Rowan at, at Ireland, Anthony Scully's played. Ireland on the 21s. Uh, there's a lad, that does he play, did he go to the young African, the Kenya, was it Kenya or somewhere like that? He played in the under-20s African Copa Nations or something like that in the last couple of months. Um, you know, obviously with the relationship we've sort of got with Jez George and, and sending them to our, um, Irish players and things like that, we're sort of getting a lot better at having better younger players because when I first started supporting the club, there wasn't many, probably Barley, and I can really vividly remember Coming from the youth team, actually playing quite a few games in the senior team, um, mm-hmm. especially over sort of the conference period, you'd probably say Ellis Chapman was the biggest one out of, out of that bunch potentially. But um, no, yeah, I can. It, it's a good, really good for Sam. Obviously, Appleton rates Sam highly. You know, you can sort of tell that by the way he sent Ethan Ross out on on loan yeah. and, and reinstated Sam as a, a number two. And you know, Gary did a piece with with Alex. P- Palmer the other day and Alex spoke really really highly of, of Sam Long and the ability that he's got so you know potentially if, if we can't get Palms back next season which is probably highly likely um, it, at the minute it's between between Sam and, and Ross to you know to play games next season and you know if Sam's got the ability to be called up to an England squad you know potentially you know you've, you've got to play him haven't you because the kid's got ability was it yeah. the Palace before we came to Lincoln I think that's where he's come from. Uh,
0: uh, I believe so, yes.
3: Gary, Gary would know, that, obviously. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he would. But I th- so. Clearly, he's got he's got bags of potential, and uh, it's just sort of another step on his development. Which you know, hopefully, the club in the long term will be able to to cash in on.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the new model, isn't it? That's that's what's been spoken about quite a lot already. Um, if we can bring in a young player and develop them. And then, you know, hopefully a few years down the line, he'll be uh, a, a sellable asset, I guess. But, uh, you know, while he's while he's getting to that point, he will be a Lincoln City player. And hopefully, you know, it sounds like he's going to be quite a key one going forward. Um, so hopefully, you know, Sam does incredibly well there um, he, and hones his skills a little bit more, I think, um, you know, becomes uh, more of a, a polished keeper. Um, so yeah congratulations to him for that um Absolutely. but i think as we said not a huge amount coming out of the club um other than you know the the initial confirmation of it and then you know you look on the club website there's not too much news i think uh there was there was an interview with david kerslake which was quite a good read yeah um I think the thing is, he's he's been quite quiet since he's you know come in, but it's good to see his point of view. Um, so give that a read if you haven't already. Um, I know Gaz had a chat with him as well, so it's uh, yeah, it's 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 all sort of all quiet on the Western Front at the moment. So <laughs> I think There's
3: not a lot thing- going on. That <laughs> just, that's just sums the way the world up is at the minute, Ben. Is not it? It's not a lot going on. We have to sort of wait. I mean, I, one thing that, I know it's not massively Lincoln City related, but um, but there's only going to be 22,500 supporters at, at the England Euros uh, group games, so, mm-hmm. and that's, they go, those games fall after the end of the supposed restrictions, if that makes sense, so it falls after the 21st of June, so um, I don't know, that I thought that might be something that, you know, that potentially could impact us returning to Central Bank and what sort of numbers that, it could be for next season if that's what they're sort of touting it, at that sort of stage in June potentially or the playoffs you know you never know do you really no I mean, I'm um,
0: I was thinking about the the playoffs and obviously that, that comes in after the initial restrictions get lifted yeah um my my thought was that you know Downside is it'll be the playoffs as opposed to automatics if we do get there. The plus side is there will be a finite, you know, very, very slim chance that we may be able to see some football in the flesh this season. Yeah. Um I mean I'm kind of, you know, it's it's highly unlikely, but it's it's something to hopefully shoot for. Um so yeah, I think we we you know, we discussed it a little bit, said this might be a shorter podcast pretty much due to the fact there's not been a huge amount going on but um you brought up the fact before we start recording that it is three years to the day since the Wembley appearance
3: yeah I thought it, it might be something to to you know especially to look back on it was a really good memory you know I can remember the day quite vividly um set off really early in the morning I wasn't one of those that got to travel down um my ex-girlfriend at the time uh, down to to. She Wembley, was your ex at
0: the time, or, or oh she no, she's my ex. Was. Sorry,
3: yeah. I Look, I've not had many, so she she's my she's my ex-girlfriend now. Sorry, my girlfriend at the time. Um, she she was a massive Derby County fan. Obviously, she she uh, she came to a few games. She came to the game uh, against Chelsea in the semi-final as well. She and she sort of said, well, now they've got to the final, we have to go, even though I've not been to any of the games previous. And in the competition while Chelsea won so um, yeah it was re- it was a really good day wasn't it you know got nice food really expensive Wembley hot dogs <laughs>
1: um,
3: and to make it even better we we beat a team that were a lot better than us on paper because you know you remember that Shrewsbury team they had they were, were they third in, the, in, in League One at the time we were sort of hanging around the uh edge of the playoffs in league two and uh I don't think anybody really gave us a chance but uh Elliot Whitehouse, the uh, the man with the uh, short sleeves and, and, and gloves sort of pulled a, pulled a right little worldly out of the out of the uh, out of the bag and we've got a hundred percent record. So if we get if we go back there this uh this uh this this summer you'd like to think that we'd like to uh, continue that record but uh if it's against Portsmouth then we've got absolutely no chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the the thing that uh, kind yeah. of makes me th- think that would be really nice to happen if we do get there, we have a 0% um, playoff record and a 100% Wembley record. So one of them has to be broken.
3: Absolutely. Well, be, it, as much as we love Danny and Nicky, it would be so nice to beat them at Wembley. <laughs> as much as, you know, as much as you know, I I completely idolised them. And I, there's a Portsmouth fan that comes into into my co-op at um, at work, and he's a Portsmouth fan. He, and he goes, you know, he talks about Danny Nicky so bloody highly, and I I get sick of it. And I, that's what we used to sound like when Danny and Nicky was our were our managers. That's exactly how we sounded. So, you know, you sort of think, did I was I actually like that? And um, oh yeah, yeah, we absolutely were. It, and it would just be really good. To get one, you know, because I listened to that Danny interview he did um, shortly after we left the club um, after that game at Wickham, wasn't it, that we got beat by a, a Joe Jake? Was it a Joe Jacobs from hat trick of set pieces? Think so, uh, oh, yeah. And uh, that's the day well, he left the day after that. And I listened to the interview and I thought, okay, you're not quite the uh, the god that we all thought you were. Um, so yeah, it would be really nice to. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still really love. Danny and Nicky and all the work you know the, the, I think they're still at Lincoln they're still up this way aren't they well, they might not be anymore because of the mm-hmm. move and stuff like that but you know in, in terms of the history of the club and, and you know management teams it, they're certainly up there but it would be really nice to beat them at Wembley <laughs> <laughs> I Lovely mean I I'd, I'd love you Danny by the way I just want to
0: I'd, I'd just I'd, I'd love to to just you know be a supporter of the club when we have a successful playoff run. I think that's it for me. Oh, yeah. You know, having having (laughs) two trips to Wembley, uh, sorry, two trips to Cardiff and just having no joy whatsoever and it feeling like the longest coach ride ever. (laughs) Um, It's just horrendous. But uh, yeah, I mean, the the trip to, you know, to Wembley um, three years ago was was just phenomenal. Um, You know, the weather was awful, but... I had a really good time. Like, just the the kind of the, all of the camaraderie and stuff before the game. Um, you know, we when we went to we went to the was it the Green Man?
3: I, mean, I did. I wasn't drinking that day, mate. I was a uh, a non-alcoholic student.
0: Oh, mate! I thought I you were going to say you were the desi driver for a
3: second. No, no, no. I got my dad. I got my dad to drive down.
0: <laughs> but it was you know we we all went to the uh i think it was the green man pub and it that was our allocated pub for the um for the day so getting down there and just kind of taking over entirely it was this massive marquee in the in the beer garden and having a few beers there with loads of people that like some that i'd you know i was fairly regular with going to the games some people that i hadn't seen for years yeah. and everybody just having a really good time plenty of booze and then someone set off a smoke bomb in the uh, in the in the marquee which just kind of summed up the day to be honest it was just absolute chaos and yeah. i had a really good time um I think the only black mark on it is, you know, is that uh, is the moment with Reedy when he, he you know not uh, nailed their keeper. And I think we a lot of us gave him the benefit of the doubt, but as Gaz said yep. the other week, he's he said since that no, I I did go for him. So yeah, right.
3: yeah I, I defended him on Twitter, Ben. I got I I remember going to I was tweeting, I got in a right little argument with a, a Shrewsbury fan. They were saying how Lincoln were kicking and doing what Steve Evans sort of teams do. And uh I was defending him on Twitter, and obviously all my university mates saw all that, and they were sort of like, "Jay, you are absolutely off your rocket defending him." <laughs> and then, I, you know, I watched it back when I got back to my uh, my house, and I thought, "Yeah, I shouldn't have defended," but you know, you, you can't go to you know your mates that all support different clubs and not support, you know, vocally support the players. So I was like, "Yeah, well, football's a contact sport, lads. You know, you just have to get over it these days." And they, I mean, there's a contact nice sport, and,
0: so and then there's like WWE. Yeah, like, or GBH, like WrestleManias yeah. this weekend. But come on, that would be banned.
3: Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, I for for, for where I was, sort of uh, quite high high up, it didn't look that bad from where I was. But did they did they put it on the big screen?
0: Did... I don't think they put it on the big screen. I know that we saw it. Um, I, I think when the keeper was down, I think there was a lot of you know a few of us uh, around us were all on our phones sort of trying to see why he was down if there was any footage yeah. of it and basically when we saw the footage uh, sort of do the rounds on Twitter I think everyone just saw went
3: oh. yeah because <laughs> it was quite um, a famous goalkeeper wasn't he it's um, Dean Henderson wasn't it he mm. was at Man United now Is meant to be going to the uh, Euros in this summer so I think he had something to say about it as well on social media afterwards because obviously he had ties with Grimsby didn't he he was on loan over Grimsby so uh, he obviously yeah. had words to say about it. but uh, no it was a, in all, all in all it was an absolutely fantastic day you know if we had lost you know we, we wouldn't really care would we but you know no. now we've got a, a 100% record at Wembley so it sort of gives us a bit more uh, confidence for maybe hopefully the lottery at the end of the year well
0: hopefully so I mean we'll we'll see what happens with it um like I said apologies for it being a slightly truncated podcast this week but we we don't know we don't really know what to preview given the fact that everything's been a bit quiet so you've got this I
3: guess <laughs> I think they should be delighted at least they've got a podcast
0: yeah, it's very true I, I think, mean we didn't think should. we should we didn't have one last week and it was kind of unannounced but I think it was sort of presumed yeah like we you know there wasn't a game we'd sort of exhausted the uh, the two previous games the week prior and we didn't really have time to put out for questions. Um, I yeah, think by yeah. the point we decided, you know, when we needed to, to put a lid on it last week. But, uh,
3: just watch the game be called off now, Ben. Oh, We've just, just sat here for 50 minutes and yeah. It, if amazing. it's
0: called off, I think I'm just going to cry. Yeah. Like, I just want I just want some football. Plus, also, when would when would we play the game if it's called off? Like, you know, would we have to go Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday in one because, week? Because I, was in,
3: I was in Blackpool along with Doncaster and Shrewsbury have played the least amount of games in the division, so we've got quite we'd have quite a bit of making up to do.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's going to take its toll, um, but hopefully, like you said, hopefully we can get a few players back and uh, and start to. You know, start to put the pieces back together of the season, because um, it really does feel like it's it's kind of grinding to a halt a little bit, which is unfortunate because you know we're in the best position we will. Uh, you know, this will be the highest position that we finish in 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 my lifetime and in in the yeah. well, mm, possibly in my lifetime, definitely but, in mine, but definitely old. Definitely in the uh, you know in the years I've been supporting Lincoln, it's, it's the highest we'll have ever finished. And to feel this deflated about that you know, about that prospect kind of shows you how far we've come this season and why really we shouldn't be that disappointed in it all. So um I think yeah, that's probably a good spot to end it. So I think really we need to say keep the faith and uh up the imps, I guess. Up the imps then. That's right.
2: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: It's the 90th minute and all your mates are around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in